Good morning and welcome to A Taste of Torah. Today we study Jewish law, Halacha, chapter 12 of the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch, The Laws of Readying Oneself for Prayer, part 1. In this chapter, the Shulchan Aruch will explain the physical and psychological and spiritual work a person has to do to ready themselves for prayer. And I know that might sound surprising to some. You know, it's enough, I'm actually praying. There's something I have to do beforehand as well. But if we think for a moment that davening is truly a one-on-one with God, we are having a chat with the creator of the universe that loves us unconditionally, then it should be understood how there should be some preparations. You know, if one was seeing a CEO, you probably wouldn't run in just after shooting a game of hoops. You would approach it seriously with some mental preparation beforehand. The same is true with talking to Hashem. He begins with wearing proper attire. You don't dive in your pajamas, unless one, of course, is sick, which is a different conversation. But even if one is privately praying at their home, they should dress properly. There isn't one definition for what this is. It might be different in different cultures, but we should look like a mensch. Now, he also mentions a tradition that I imagine was more common when people wear robes, and that is before davening, one should wear like a belt or a sash on their robe. And he says some maintain that tradition until today, and that is actually why you'll notice that in Chabad, many will wear what they call a gartel, which is some sort of a sash, when they daven. There are spiritual reasons for that as well, as to make a divider between one's higher faculties and the lower, more physical side of their body. You'll also notice that you'll see some Hasidic Jews that will specifically wear a hat, like a second head covering, on top of the yarmulke or a jacket. These are all traditions, customs, but the halacha is just that we should dress properly dignified like a mensch. As the verse states, Hikoin likras Yisrael, prepare yourself to meet Hashem. I should note that this verse is also the reason why many people will have a moment of spiritual meditation, reflection on an idea in Torah that they studied, or a reflection on how intimately God is involved in their life, perhaps a story of divine providence, or another time they felt Hashem's presence in their life. But to chew over a Torah idea, meditation, get into the proper mental space to daven. We all know that when we pray, it's one of the easiest times, unfortunately, to start thinking about everything on your to-do list. I always feel the best ideas of the day pop up while we're davening. And when we spend a few moments in meditation, even 30 seconds, 60 seconds, chewing over an idea and making it real to ourselves, we can then daven, so to speak, with that idea for a good portion of our prayers that day. There are many books out there that discuss this in greater length. The Shulchan Aruch then continues and says that as a preparation for prayer, one must connect to their fellow. And this is done in two ways. Before we start the main part of the prayer, to say, Hareni mikabelalai mitzvat ase shalviahafta lireyacha kamocha, or in English, I resolve today to take upon myself the mitzvah of loving my fellow as myself. I find this fascinating. We do not make a formal commitment towards doing any of the other 612 mitzvot throughout the day, but before prayer, we are supposed to commit to this foundational mitzvah. And it's something that we do each and every day. And just as we do this verbally, the Shulchan Aruch brings the tradition of giving tzedakah before davening. And it's known in Jewish tradition that in addition to the more sizable gifts of tzedakah that we should give periodically, there is something beautiful about giving tzedakah every single day with the exception of Shabbos and holidays. And the best time is before we daven. You can go to the bank and get a roll of whatever it is or nickels or dimes or quarters, dollar bills, and give it every single day, and then give the pushka periodically to an organization. This is a very appropriate preparation for prayer. He then continues and says, before we start davening, we should make sure that we have used the facilities. 
If need be, we can do that in the middle of davening, but it's much better to check ourselves before we start, take care of our bodily needs, and afterwards be able to daven. As mentioned in an earlier lesson, one is not allowed to daven whilst having to badly go to the bathroom. And finally, one is to wash their hands before they dive. Now, even if one has already done the proper nitiletia dime with the vessel earlier in the day, if substantial time has passed since then and you've been involved in other activities, there still is an additional hands washing, even if it's just a quick rinse under the sink as a preparation for davening. You'll notice in many shuls, many synagogues, prior to walking into the sanctuary, there's a place to wash your hands. If you haven't done the full Natila Yadayim, by all means, do it there and do it with a bracha. But even if you've done the Natila Yadayim first thing in the morning, before you begin davening, we should quickly wash our hands. It says if no water is available, one should even walk a little bit to get water. If that's not possible, or they're about to start davening, you don't want to miss out, you should symbolically rub your hands on a hard surface. I will admit this is a halacha that is quite easy to forget. I have strong memories of a high school teacher of mine that almost every single day without fail would ask us before we started Mincha, the afternoon service, if we remembered to wash our hands. It really makes you think how common hand washing was for Jews throughout our history. A concluding thought. We mentioned earlier how prior to davening we state that we take upon ourselves to love my fellow as myself. Or in Hebrew, via hafta l'reyacha kamocha. And in the Kabbalah, it gives a most beautiful explanation for why specifically before davening this needs to be done. Keep in mind, during biblical times, people offered offerings, sacrifices to Hashem. And when you go through the Torah, there are all sorts of laws about how the animal that was brought in biblical times had to be complete. It couldn't have a broken arm or a broken limb or have something damaged in any of the internal organs. And you might read that and you say, why is it that Hashem is so particular about the health of the animal that was brought as an offering? The Kabbalah behind it, though, is fascinating. When we daven, we connect to the rest of the Jewish people. And in order for our prayer to be complete, we must be whole. Every single Jew is like another part of our body, and collectively, we are one organism. And therefore, if while we're sitting in synagogue, we're thinking to ourselves, boy, I don't like that person, or boy, am I angry to see her, what's happening, unfortunately, is we've just amputated part of our body from ourselves. Our offering, our sacrifice, our getting close to Hashem right now is missing something. And therefore, before we daven, we resolve to ourselves that I'm connected to not only everyone in this room, but the entire Jewish people throughout the world so that my prayers can be connected with all others and go up to Hashem as a whole offering because there is nothing that our Father in Heaven loves more than seeing His children being united as one. Thank <laughs> you.